Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Well, welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today, I'm excited to bring to you Cody Berg. Cody is a former actress and model turned obsessor of making chic weights you actually want to use with our company Equip. Cody can be found doing leg lifts and child wrangling most hours of the day while sending emails and trying to keep people moving. So welcome, Cody. Hi, thanks. Lovely to have you here. I wanted to start off by asking, what is your biggest mom win of the week? You know what? It has to have been... So it was just my birthday. I'm like, my favorite thing to do is like check out some galleries and just have a day where you're like, I'm going to do anything I want to do. Cause I feel like moms don't really ever do that. I would have liked to have gone alone, but I didn't. I took the almost four-year-old and it turned out to be such a win. Cause I even like we're cruising some galleries and she was like, huh, I really like this piece. I'm like, what? And just watching her kind of respond to it and forcing her to like, I was like, okay, now we each get to choose one book. And forcing her to kind of enjoy lunch. And we listened to a lot of country music driving and letting her, letting her kind of enjoy this and discover new things. Yeah. Have really you taken to her, her to museums before? A little bit, but I mean, we haven't gone anywhere in so long. True. So I used to, when she was really little, I'd strap her on, but not at this age where, you know, it was a new one. I was afraid to bring my little ones because I was like, are they going to touch everything? They're going to be like, oh, look at that pretty painting and like touch. And you're like, oh, oh my God. goodness, <laughs> like alarms go off. You're like, don't touch the wall. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, that that's good. And happy belated birthday. Thank you. And happy early. Thank you. Well, so I want to learn a little bit more about your family structure to give the audience some context about where you're coming from. So tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah. When I met my husband... He had two kids. They were three and six. That was a decade ago. They are now 13 and 16. We have been together a minute and they now have, or I should say, I now have a almost four-year-old. So there's three of you. Yeah. Or not three of you, but three kids. (laughs) Three kids. Three kids. Sometimes, you know, Gemini's all the personalities. You could say there's three of us. Yeah, it has been definitely a journey trying to navigate all of this, all being home, being like, I'm on a Zoom. The amount of text messages that it's like, if you don't need to be Zooming, please get off. I was going to say, and the age gap too. So dealing with almost high schoolers or middle schooler and then a preschooler. So you have all the gambit in your house. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to be like sensitive to each of their feelings and their moods. And it's the, the oldest is a boy, 13 year olds, a girl. And then the youngest is a girl. So at least you got teenage boot camp out of the way before you have to deal with your youngest. <laughs> totally. I feel like seventh grade was hardest for, for actually both of the kids. Well, I mean, Teddy, she didn't get to be in person. So it 
created its own challenges. But that sixth to seventh grade seems to be like it was such a wild transition because they felt like, okay, I'm at a new school, new friends, like navigating all of these new emotions and Yeah. And so are you and your husband both working at home right now, or do you get to leave the house and go to separate offices? No, I've actually never had an office. Not since I was a 29 year old soap opera actress. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah. Okay. Well, we will dive into your company a little because (laughs) so is like a fitness equipment just laying around your house. I mean, literally everywhere. I mean, I like, I got you. You're wearing one right now. I always, I was not kidding that I like, I mean, I, this morning I had him on and I'm doing story time and building Legos and toning my butt. That's some good multitasking right there. Yeah. I feel like you just do what you got to do. So I want to kind of step back and talk a little bit about your story because you have such an interesting story. I mean, you're a soap actress and all of this, and now you have a fitness company that makes equipment that's patented. I mean, you go from being on the screen and doing all this to suddenly like you're an inventor and a wielder and a welder, or you know, all the things I forgot the name for it. So let's step back and let's talk about your pre-mom life. What was that like? And then the transition to mom life and building your company. Yeah. I mean, it's a journey. I, so I grew up originally Wyoming and then Ojai. So I always wanted to model for some reason. I felt like if there was a camera, you get to kind of play make believe and be fun. And I opened up at Yellow Pages and it was like, a Yellow Hi. Pages? A Yellow Pages. Yeah. In Ojai. So the Ventura County, not even like Los Angeles Yellow Pages. I opened up the Ventura County Yellow Pages. And there was like one agency that advertised based out of LA. So you know, and did you know anybody cheap. who was in the industry or anything, or was it just something you're like, this would be fun to do? And how old were you? I was 15. Wow. Yeah. I just, I wanted to do it. I was pretty active in school. I always really liked it. And, you know, I joke that I never made varsity in anything, but I did every single sport. <laughs> I, I've never been a great athlete, but I've always liked moving. Yeah. So that's how, kind of how the modeling journey started. I, I went to this agency, paid for some pictures, got one audition, went to it, booked it left that agency and went to like a proper one. And I was with that agent for my entire career. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was fun. That's how I bought my first house and loved it. It was most of the jobs were the super unglamorous ones where it'd be like, oh, I'm on the like random catalogs, but they would pay well. And I joke and I'd be like, I'd be wall decor. Like <laughs> just hired to like go to a party and be like, okay, well, thank you. This beats digging ditches. <laughs> you know, it was uh, definitely a journey. And then how did you, I guess, so this was all obviously pre-mom life, but pre-mom yet life. you had, when did you meet your now husband during this and become a stepmom too? Yeah. So when I was 29, I got, I booked General Hospital and that's when that was supposed to be like a four-year career. I got fired up the first year, got the ax, drank some poison tea. And I was like, you know, I never really wanted to do this forever. Like, what else should I do? And the whole idea around like, own you, best version of you. I curse, I drink. I started dating my husband and that's when the kids were three and six. And I was really into like the kids and hanging with them a lot. And I started going to UCLA and taking business classes and being like, I have no idea what resume skills like translate. Like you can tell you how to sell an under eye patch, but you know, and that's when I started studying. And actually I started the company with one of my best friends and we were sitting there drinking wine and she was like, it should be, we were like, let's make it a, a you wait. Like, yeah. And we took like cardboard and we're like, we're like, excuse me to her kids. It's so random. And then that's when, you know, I actually took 
I'm like, okay, wait, pause. <laughs> yeah. So that's where initially it was. And I, I had a studio for a year and just started studying steel and hanging out at Home Depot and being like, excuse me, what's that color? And they're like, that's called copper. I'm like, excuse me, what's that? How do you make that fit to that? They're like you add threading. I'm like, so that's expensive. So and I so just you just started very to obnoxious like in Home Depot. My voice wasn't like that when I was asking <laughs> them. <laughs> and so you just made these weights that you would wear. And was it something so like with the U-bar? Okay. Yeah, I wanted, I, then I started to play with kind of the ergonomics and how functionally it could be and learning there and really just going on YouTube and watching so many videos of like, how do you make this chair? How do you make this bar cart? How do you bend a steel rod? Like everything is at your disposal these days. And I so still, how- Lola, I'm like, let's watch videos on how people like use fire to bend metal. She said, do something, <laughs> mommy. That's like, that's such a random switch, like to do all that. And so then, so you're like making these things, obviously they're like handmade, like prototypes. How did you go from taking this prototype to making it something that was a consumer good? Because I think a lot of us out there are like, great, we have these like pipe dreams, you know, we have these ideas and you literally were playing with pipes and you made that (laughs) into a dream. And I think that's amazing. And so, but you know, where do you go? It's like, you didn't have a background in manufacturing and all of this stuff. How did you turn this prototype into now a company where you actually sell the goods? Yeah. You know, I think it's twofold. I've always driven from emotion, like wanted something when I had my baby to be this visual trigger to movement. You know, I'm not like a hardcore fitness fanatic. I moved my body. I liked it. The idea of something that was like sensual and empowering. And that's where so much of it was. So looking and just kind of learning. And I think that's where initially this kind of idea came from. I also, when I had Lola, I, I took a break. So I had the studio for a year. I closed it, lived in London and just kind of lived spend almost every day at a different museum. And I think taking the time to be curious is like my biggest piece of advice and not rush. You know, other people may have other rushing and it's great. It also does mean that in the kind of the absence from the time that I came up with the idea, there was, you know, it kind of became more prevalent, but I liked my own journey of, of being slow and methodical with it. And after I came with that first prototype, I just called anyone. Again, same thing with like how I got that first model agency. They just called me like, hi, I want a model. And now I'm calling tube vendors and being like, hi, how do you shape this weight? Hi, how do you do this? And not being scared to, to ask questions because people out there have done it in other facets, whatever you want to build. Someone's done it in some way or another. I think that's so important is to stay curious. And I hear a lot of advice from other entrepreneurs that do it slowly, you know, don't rush out there really like either test things, like play with it. And also just kind of give yourself that space to really explore to make sure that that's something that you want to pursue. So whether it's creating that weight or creating like leaving a job and going to start something on your own, really kind of like take it slowly and really like look into yourself. So did you have that prototype before you left to take a break to go to London? So I did have the prototype and I took it everywhere to Seychelles, to London, to New York. I wasn't selling it and I wasn't even thinking about selling it. I just was using it and taking oh. it everywhere. So yeah. you were building this just for yourself. Yeah, 200%. I wanted something that I felt was chic when I like, I mean, I don't really wear leggings a ton. I'm always in dresses and putting on like, honestly, part of the funny ways too, that it started was if I'm really tired, I put on red lipstick 
And I was, and then it's like an instant pick me up. And so again, it goes back to this idea of I'm such like, maybe it's a Gemini thing. Like I'm so driven by emotion. And I was like, how do I want to feel not look, but how do I want to feel in the minute? I want something that's right. And I'm like messy and a little bit of a hurricane of a human. And so I wanted something like literally pick them up and I'm like, you know, and, and I wanted all that to be okay. So like own you own the best version of you. And also like, feel sexy, feel good. Even if you're just doing it for a minute. So then, so you came back and you had this prototype, what made you decide, okay, actually I'm going to sell it. And now I'm going to get it manufactured. I came home from London pregnant. Ah, (laughs) yeah. So I, even then I kind of like took some time. It was being, I, I, at that point did a small order with my manufacturing company based in LA. It was pregnant and I would be like doing like little teeny screws in the ends. So there's been a couple of different versions, but I'd sit there with like, (laughs) like, so not efficient, but I learned everything. Like I can tell you all about the tube bending and the radius and the steel gauges and the da, 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 da. Like I joke that technology is going to be the enemy, but I can talk steel till the day is done now. And taking the time to, I think, mom it and going back to like being slow with it. So at that point I kind of had some and I was like, all right, maybe I'll sell, but I wasn't really working. I was still just mom it. And then the past two years I've been like, and I would like to do a little less momming it and a little more equipped in it. And that's when I started going onto like marketplaces and reading books about like, okay, so where should you manufacture steel and where, and then I added the U-wraps, you know, and even now, like there's a new product that I'm working on right now. And it's funny because the material, I called a couple of places and they're like, I don't recommend that. I'm like, I don't care. I need you to send me this. <laughs> like I have faith and I trust my gut and what I'm building and I'm going to destroy the thing and see if it's durable. I don't need someone else to tell me if the material's durable or not. Like I trust their expertise, but I, I, I'm like, but I see it in my head. My husband's like, oh God, those words when you say it, but I see it in my head. <laughs> it's like, Lord knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. It's because you're so passionate and you believe in it. And you yeah. like, you truly, and so you also, you mentioned you patented it yeah. also. And was this just like, for your sake, you're like, I think I have something here. Like what made you go down the route of even getting the patent for it? Yeah. So that's at the time I, you know, when I started the company, it was with her name's Nadine, Nadine Levitt. She is still one of my best friends and we started it together. She went on to launch a music app. She's launching, like, she's just a force this eternal optimist. And, and we were both talking, we we're like, yeah, let's, let's just patent it just to be on the same side. And so a lot of that she handled, she was also a model turned opera singer turned corporate litigator. She had more of like the law background to it. So I was like, all right, great. So you got this. And we just, we wanted to be on the safe side. And again, like back to this whole slow journey is I now where we are, where I'm like, Oh, sh- see, I'm trying not to curse. Shucks. You know, we're in 13 countries and we're in hotels and gyms and homes and all over the place. And it just, I think a lot of it is because I took the time and I'm still a company of two. Yeah. Which is what I wanted to ask you about. I know you basically said you're like almost a one woman show. Yeah. How are you doing all that? Cause you know, a lot of the advice we get is, you know, build your team, build a team around you to support you you know, why have you made that choice to not build out a team? And how do you manage being a team of one slash two with the three kids at home with this? And now also what the audience doesn't know is you're also opening an ice cream shop (laughs) in your hometown in Ohio. And so you have another venture coming. You're kind of dividing yourself. Talk me through why haven't you developed, like had a team and also like 
yeah. How do you manage all of that? Like, what does your day look like? I think a lot of it, to be honest, is I grew up initially, it was Wyoming and then it was Ohio, and both we grew up very poor. And so I still have a little bit of this scarcity in my mindset and it's made me kind of go, okay, so, and, and again, cause I so much build from out of my own personal necessity. I'm like, okay, gee, golly whiz. I hope people like this. You know, it's this kind of humble roots. And my, my dad jokes, he's an old cowboy. And he's like, Blondie, I just love that you built a giant gold horseshoe. <laughs> like, you know, and he actually keeps one on the floorboard of his pickup and the U-wraps are on his dashboard and he drives all the time. So he'll pull over at a pit stop and be like, well, I'm just going to grab it from underneath there. And he's like, I like that it doesn't roll around all over the truck, <laughs> you know? But I think that that is what choosing to have motherhood as prim- primary focus. And then by the time I was ready to switch, COVID hits. So we no longer had childcare. We had two adults working from home. We had the three kids. My older two are 50%, but it's, you know, it was no joke. And so then I was nervous that I was like, okay, so I, I don't know how to build a team when every bit of dollar I would make, I still haven't had a salary since I was a 29 year old soap actress. Everything goes back into product and back into okay, like get it out there, get people moving together. Because I so much believe in what that is. And, you know, right now I am starting to fundraise and switching this kind of the mentality around it. I think that's so much of what it has been. It's been like a lot of, you know, as so many of us have. Hi, baby. (laughs) You ask what my day looks like. It looks like that. It looks like purple bunny ears. (laughs) Purple uh, frozen dress and purple bunny ears. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. Mommy. Hi, baby. Mommy's having mommy's Mommy's on on a call. I mean, what your day looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's literally everything I do has a small human. So she's in school for the first time as of like, you know, that this just began. I think a lot of it too is that country grit. You just do what you got to do. And there's days definitely that I'd be like crying in the bathroom being like, how? Like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do both because I'm so passionate about building this world of equipped. And I believe so much in getting feedback from people where they're like, I, this woman is 83 and she saw us in the financial times and and emailed and was like, I want to move my body again. I want to be the strongest octogenarian there is, you know, COVID hits. And I started teaching my mom. I didn't record any of these. I'm like, damn, I would have been a better (laughs) business move. But I taught my mom and her eight best girlfriends how to zoom because they were all so social. And so we would do weekly workouts and I'd send them all kits. And, you know, these women have been best friends for 50 years. They're all 71. And the idea that like emotionally and physically, they wouldn't be able to move like they were. So I think a lot of it in this past, you know, year has been taking the time also to go sit outside, breathe, get off screens and be with her and let her play. And then I'd be like, okay, so sit here, focus, be very clear on what you want to do when you go back inside. And then I'd be like, a lot of it would be like, I'm not going to feel guilty. Like, here's your frozen, watch it. My workouts almost always have a toddler with them. We do the freeze this morning. My workout was like, I had the U-bar and we did the, the freeze dance song. And I'm like doing squats and plyometrics. And even when she was born, I'd do visual like plyometrics for, for tracking for her. And I'd be like, okay, follow mama's gold you. <laughs> you know, it's just always been a part of life. And I, I sometimes do get hard on myself where I'm like, wow, you could be so much farther if X, but that doesn't really serve. That just kind of depletes, I think your reserves even more. So by going, okay, cool. And, you know, I started writing at the end of the day, three things, not that I accomplished, but that I was proud of. It could be any, cause I think at the end of the day, it'd be, it was so hard to 
feel accomplished when I wanted so much more professionally. And it just, the, the capabilities weren't there. You know, we, we had no child, you know, it's, it's what with so much of us. So I that, love that because it's kind of like me asking, like, what's your biggest win? Like, what are you proud of today? And I like yeah. that a lot of people do, you know, gratitude and stuff. And I love gratitude, but I also really like celebrating the wins because sometimes we like forget all those little things that we do in a day that are just, yeah. it could be as, as small as, wow, I got in a 10 minute workout or I brushed my teeth or I took a long shower. <laughs> yeah. I took a shower. I read for a chapter outside and like, I let myself be curious. I can be literally anything that you're like, okay, so what typically sometimes we can be hard on ourselves for, what can we pivot to make a positive thing? And it's almost back to this whole idea of own you. I think there's so much, you know, you must see the darkness in order to see the light. And I'm such an advocate of that. And like, I just wrote a, I'm trying to get better too. I wrote like a blog post on like your waistline does not determine your worth. And Cause I think so often if I'm really stressed, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Or like, and find my, my association with my body and what I'm putting into it and how I'm moving it is much more toxic. And so just the mental association with everything, it's so important. So besides uh, your workout, are there, and, and your, I guess your three things you do at the end of the day, um, you write about, are there any other sort of wellness practices or rituals you do day to day to just help you be a better mom or, you know, better entrepreneur? Just taking a break to be outside without any technology. I always have a journal in my, my purse with me. And then I have one for Lola because she's almost always like, literally it's every moment of every day. (laughs) <laughs> but so I have hers. So I feel like I'm being a good role model. I'm like, no, 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 this is what you do. You here's your 10 minutes. You can journal, you can run around, but this is what I'm doing. And sometimes it'll be what normally we do on our phones. I'm just writing it down. And then when I go back inside, then I'll switch over to the screen. I'll be like, okay. And execute. Yeah. Cause then I feel like you're not distracted and you're much more deliberate with your time. I like that too, because you're kind of modeling for her. You're showing her, you're like, okay, mommy needs my 10 minutes. You get yours. And so I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Like whatever you want to do, I really don't care. You know, within reason. But yeah, I think it's important to, to show that and also to live that for myself. So I know you're super passionate about things and you also work a lot off of emotion. And I know you also just purchased an ice cream shop. So can we transition into talking about you not only, you know, run equipped, you are a mom and now you bought an ice cream shop, not even in the city you currently live in. (laughs) So can we talk a little bit about why, why would you do this? You know, what was your thought process and how do you anticipate kind of managing that all when you're adding one more thing to your plate? (laughs) I know. Cause I know I, we have a lot of multi-passionate entrepreneur moms out there. And so <laughs> who have all these things. So I'm curious, you're in the, the midst of it all. What is going on in your mind? <laughs> we are, yeah, three weeks in. So I grew up in, in Ojai and I worked in Ojai ice cream through high school and the owner was ready to retire. And I was kind of like, he was like, you should take it over. I was like, and they're serving myself up my Ojai orange. And I was like, haha. And then, oh, I guess here. So I'll go back. So after, you know, seven months of COVID, not leaving the house, no childcare, trying to run a home fitness equipment company that we couldn't keep stock. My supply chain was an absolute mess. I was like epoxying during nap time in the garage and then like shipping them out with the kids. Yeah, it was nuts. But I told my husband, I was like, I need help. 
So what we're going to do is rent out our house and we are moving. He's like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, yep, yeah, we out. So I want to go to be closer to my mom who can help. I have a lot of girlfriends that have moved back to Ojai and have a lot of kids. Yeah, so we moved. So we chose a different house. We were in Carpinteria for two months, Oxnard Shores. And was this also too because your the high schoolers could be doing Zoom so you could leave? Yeah, they were okay. all remote. So, and they both say, they're like, yeah, in hindsight, like that was really cool. We had different neighborhoods each month. Like one was on the water and we'd like, there was like birds. I'd be like, all right, troops, Mike, wake up. It's time to go bird watching. And they'd be like, no, but then eventually you go. And now, you know, they're like, oh, I really love an egret bird, you know? But so while we were up there and while we were in Ojai, the owner of the place I worked all through high school was like, you should take it over. And my kids always loved going in there and he kind of casually mentioned it again. He's 79. He was ready to retire. He didn't have kids. And when he said it again, I came home and I was like, babe, I have another idea. It's like, oh, I see something in my head. <laughs> and I kind of brought it up and I was like, I know this is crazy, but who knows? And then we kind of thought about it. And we, we got, we we're like, all right, family meeting. And I got all the kids together. And we were like, so this opportunity kind of presented itself. If we do this, what does this look like to everybody? And the kids were like, okay. Of course they were like, I'll do the branding. I'll do all this. Like, I'm like, no, 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 you're serving. Get to scooping. You're going to learn to like work with people. And again, it's like, they came up with the adage of like, we're serving scoops and smiles. That's and so, so when, it's so cute. And they were really into it. So we went back to Doug and we we're like, all right, let's talk. And we went through all the numbers and kind of realized that it does make financial sense. <laughs> Cue the husband. Yeah. So we bought it as of May 1st. Wow. Back and so- forth. There's an amazing manager already in place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that helped. That's incredible. Yeah. We're going up tomorrow. All the kids are working. I think it also helps that you work there in high school. Like you work from the ground up. It's like kind of starting in the mailroom kind of thing. So even though you might not know anything yes. about ice cream businesses, or doing that, you kind of, it, you didn't just start yeah. a, literally another pipe dream of something that you had no background in. Yeah. I mean, if we did nothing, it would already be a profitable business. Okay. But we're like playing with the flavors and definitely have, of course, like aspirations to build out the brand. And it's such a cool opportunity to take something that, you know, it wasn't trademarked. Yeah. It's pretty fun. And I've realized too, I think going from it's almost back to what we were talking about with the three things that you're proud of. I've kind of learned what I enjoy doing and like building out a brand. And there's so many parallels to no matter what brand you're building. Like I was even starting another one with my dad. Like I love doing that. I love just kind of finding this little message and playing with the imagery and the colors and the fonts and the, the vibe of it all and kind of playing with it. We're going to build out like t-shirts and all the merch and all the flavors that are Ojai themed. And where do you get your inspiration for the branding and for looking for things like that? I mean, like you created the design of the U-Band, you, you know, you have all of these kind of creative aspects of yourself. Where do you pull inspiration? I think a lot of it sounds really cheesy, but like nature. Again, I spent a lot of time. I, I grew up hiking and camping and rodeoing. I rode steers as a little girl. Like I love, I can like lay there and stare at trees when I lived in London, I wrote a book, never probably going to publish it, but like I didn't have a phone and I just chose to like watch the world. And so I would bring my little journal and like bring my little computer and like sit at these dope little restaurants and like drink a gin and tonic at lunch and be like, I'm going to write a story. 
I'm like kind of nature obsessed with everything from like looking at the veins in a petal too. And so much of, I think if you look at Equip's color waves, they, they are like almost in a way it's like dirt. It's the topes and, and it's rooted in something. I love the different shades of greens and blues. And same thing with the ice cream store. I was like looking at like the California poppies and the Valencia oranges and the avocados. And I was like, how can I mute this to make it something I'd want to wear? And like, so kind of leveling up, leveling up a little bit, but, and also like, I love going to galleries. I love, I love fashion. I'll never, I actually shouldn't say I'll never design. Like I I did have a capsule collection that I was going to launch, but then I was like, hold on. It was part of equipped. But yeah, I think that's a lot of it is, is I read a ton. A lot of it is stuff that I can do with because I have Lola with me at all hours of the day. Okay. Back to branding. You love looking at art museums and fashion and all of that. And so like, I miss Wyoming so much. And like I have images, I'm going to go up in cowboy with my dad for a couple of days. So I think people don't give enough credit to like silence. And yeah. so I just booked a flight to run up there. And literally it's like some of my most fun. It'll be my first trip away from Lola in so long. And I'm so excited because it's, I, you wake up before the sun's up, you saddle up, you go move cows, probably, I don't know, a thousand head for 15 miles. And like two summers ago when I did it, I'm like watching my dad and his best friend from when they were kids. And they're like chasing the cows against the creek. And they're like, get up there. There's one over there. Like, and it's just that feeling of doing something so out of your comfort zone. And it, it just feels so good. And the sounds of the cows moving and the sounds of their like hooves just plodding along and taking that time just to like watch them and look at the colors and the shapes of their everything about it. Like I've always oh. been such a nature kid. Wow. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> at heart, at heart. At heart. Yeah. I don't think you are at all. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I will because of the Zoom is kind of going in and out, and we are wrapping up anyway. So I wanted to ask you one of my final questions, which is what is your mom's superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you better at business or life? Ooh, focus. And and I'm like, wait, wait, and focus, but also being more discerning. If I say yes or I say no to something, then I mean it. I'm, I'm very honest with my words and my time because I feel like more so than ever, it's precious. If you want to build a career, if you want to have yourself be what you want it to be and also as a, as a wife and as a mom, I'm very precious with, with my time and my words. Now I say like in the, there was a book, The Four Agreements. And one of the things that I loved about it said like, be, honest, be impeccable with your word. Because that way you're not forcing anyone else to doubt what you're saying. You're like, no, 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 no. If I say yes, I mean it and I will be there. And otherwise I'm just going to say, no, I'm sorry at this moment. That's good. And, and I, even sometimes a hard like business calls where you're like saying yes to certain opportunities. You know, we've, we've literally had to turn down countries this year to be like, I'm sorry, I can't launch there. I don't have the bandwidth or the inventory. Right. And circle back in three months and, and let's talk then. Well, I want to put that book in the show notes because I've had other guests mention that book. So I need to look at it. Oh, actually that was, sorry. I know I said that was my last question, but I had one last question and it refers back to, you said you love to read. What are your favorite books? I read a lot of historical fiction. I love like Eric Larson. So he, right now I'm reading the Churchill, his new book from about Churchill, just because also it's so interesting. I think and with, with the world being so kind of 
scary and dark. There's so much empowerment in there and in overcoming. I love historical fiction. I also love like cheesy Victorian romance fiction, like about Queen Victoria. She's just so rad. (laughs) To put it frankly, I love that she was this amazing, loved being a mother, but she also was like a ruler. She loved the arts. I spent so much time at the VNA. Historical fiction, hands down, is one of my favorite things. Awesome. Well, it was so good to chat today. Where can we find you online? I am mainly on Instagram, Cody Kitchenberg, and then Equip Movement. And same with, yeah, those are, I'd say the main two. I'm like, again, bigger bandwidth. We're going to have much more on the Pinterest and we're building out a bunch of really cool videos. I have fun with both those being like kind of my weird ways of movement through the days. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. And can consumers actually buy the goods on the website or are you only selling to like gyms and things? No, I love D2C. Okay. I like that relationship. And that's a big thing that I'm trying to put more focus into is, I mean, I love, I love people like so really nurturing. And I mean, sometimes I'm even from a professional terrible at it where I'm like, like I'm sending one-on-one videos where I'm like, I probably should record this and just upload it to the channel. But yeah, it's all there. Everything's found there. Well, perfect. Equipmovement.com is the website. Got it. Equipmovement.com. Well, thank you so much for joining today. I loved having you. It was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.